Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be doing our bracket predictions for Major 2, the Minnesota Rocker Tournament. Uh, going to be a little bit different of an episode for the bracket predictions today because we're in a bit of a time crunch. I'm headed to the Major on Wednesday, so we have a lot less time to actually record, get everything all pieced together and uploaded on the audio platforms and video as well. So a little bit more of a time crunch. The CDL, of course, hasn't put out the pick'em on their site, so we don't have the interactive bracket to do. So just going to be doing predictions a little different. Going to pick all the round one matches, winners and elimination side, and then maybe say our top three and our tournament winner, as well as some bowl predictions for the tournament. So not the normal episode, but still going to offer up our predictions for the weekend. You guys are going to hear who both Kyle and I are picking to win it all. Uh, but before we get into that, Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, we got... Um... Like I said, I think like last time, you know, the weather's getting warmer. We have sports returning. The uh, the Masters is a few weeks away. Um, mm-hmm. We have a major land this weekend, which is, uh, or, you know, this coming weekend, which is uh, a massive boost for my morale. Um, finally getting this land again uh, with all these new teams. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to dive into uh, today's episode. It also feels uh, kind of right that, you know, we've got Crim6 back in the side of maybe not full on contender, but actually back in like uh, the side of the bracket where you're like, wow, maybe they actually are going to win a match, not just like writing them off right away. Because the one tournament that we had where uh, Crim was completely written off as even being like a contender to win a match or two was not fun. So I'm glad to see NYSL not in the complete struggle boat. Like we don't really have. I mean, I guess Ultra and Rocker, uh, even Legion, I guess really Thieves who are 0 and 5 are still like struggling, all those losers bracket teams, but they don't feel as dead as NYSL did. Maybe Thieves does, but they don't feel as dead as NYSL did in that first major. Uh, but before we dive into predictions, if you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe, and uh, drop a review or a follow on the audio platforms. We've been seeing some great growth on there, some uh, new listeners dropping in, as well as old ones continuing to return and keeping the conversation going on the CDL. So we appreciate all you guys. Kyle, you ready to dive into this bracket and get going? Let's dive in head first, man. All right. So feels a little weird because in the top portion of the bracket, uh, right in the top in the one seed, we've got Optic. They're playing Surge again, which is how they started the last major. Uh, and if you actually look at their run, let's say they are to make a run, uh, they could potentially play Surge. Obviously, they play them right away, then potentially phase in the second round. And then maybe the team they're looking most likely to play in winners finals would be your Royal Ravens. Uh, so an exact copy of their run potentially shaping out uh, here at the second major, I would say odds are it probably won't work out that way. Something crazy will happen. But like I'd say the favorite to make it out of that bottom four in the uh, winner's bracket is probably Ravens. And the favorite right now to make it out of that top four is Optic. Uh, so it's looking like we might have like almost a little mini repeat uh, of major one. But we're going to start out right on top. We got Optic versus Surge, the one versus eight matchup uh kind of feels almost as lopsided maybe as the first time we saw the 1v8 which was last major phase versus breach uh before the breach really had found their form what are you thinking here is there any way you can see surge coming out and upsetting optic no i i think this is honestly gonna be like a 3-0 um i kind of agree optic just look dominant they When's the last time they even lost a map? Uh, probably last weekend, maybe. Did they lose a map? I don't know. I think they lost one map last weekend, maybe. Um, but no, I yeah, think they're I mean, on a nine map win streak, so it had to be two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean they're, I mean they're really on an unpre- almost an unprecedented run of form. Um, and you know it seems like they haven't lost a step. They haven't slacked off since winning major one. Um, yeah. And here and here we are again at LAN. Uh. Probably going to be a very favorable optic crowd as well. Um, you know, in addition to you know Minnesota faithful. Um, yeah, but I mean, optic are not going to lose this match. Uh, so I I would probably go bold and say you know it, it could easily be a three L. I I would agree. I'd say three O or three one at the most. I wouldn't be comfortable going three two in this series. It's hard to say, like, hard to write off Surge because they do have so much talent, like, hard to write them off to not win a map. But yeah, I, I would be saying you're pretty crazy if you pick them. Uh, although they just keep throwing accuracy at Optic in the first round of both majors now, like, waiting for him to make that magic happen again uh, and take out Optic. Uh, I'd agree, though. And I was looking a little bit at the the map uh, for both teams that they prefer to play. And it's also not too good for surge that it seems like they prefer a lot of the same maps uh 
their two most played maps in hardpoint are Bocage and Tuscan, and those are Optics' two best hardpoint maps. Uh, Optics also pretty decent at Gavutu and uh, Seattle's 0 and 5 on that, so they're probably going to square up on Optics' two best hardpoint maps. The search and destroy both teams are right around 12 and 8, 11 and 9 in record, uh, and they also both play Berlin and Tuscan the most. And then uh, Optic is obviously 14 and 1 in control, and they're 10 and 1 on Tuscan, and Seattle also prefers Tuscan. So doesn't seem like a favorable matchup for Seattle because everything that they prefer, Optic also prefers. And I think if if we're playing each other's best maps, I think everybody probably leaning towards Optic, right? So I'd also probably go Optic in uh, in a 3-0. Also, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to really see Optic's form because they played against two substitutes this week. Uh, Gunless, I guess, was sick the day of the match and just like didn't feel like he could play, so Spart subbed in. And then uh, today, we're recording this actually still on Sunday night, Optic played against FaZe and Simp was out and Pristini subbed in. So like, what the heck? We didn't even get to see. Like, Optic did go 6-0 map count this weekend, but it was a little bit weird because they were just playing against last-minute subs, which obviously is an extremely tough task for somebody to sub in against the best team in the league uh, without notice. So uh, that's kind of yeah. interesting, but I mean, on, on that too, not to get bogged down, um, but you know, with not having a buffer week in between major or between week three and the major, and obviously like the stringency of uh, you would imagine Minnesota will be pretty stringent with, uh, you know, COVID and just overall sickness policy. Uh, with mm-hmm. being allowed i mean our i guess we don't want to really assume anything but you know just something to keep your eye on if uh you know especially all these players in week three getting you know mysterious mysteriously ill um you know you would just hope that no that none of the uh starting rosters are affected yeah you don't and like so many of the players are sick like i know nero was also sick in their match today like so many of uh, all these players are getting sick. And like you said, like, I don't want to see Simp miss the major uh, and have somebody like subliners take them out when, you know, if Simp's playing, they probably win. I don't want to see Nero all of a sudden not be able to attend. Like, you know, we don't want to see any team win or lose because of a sickness like that. That's that's not fun. And also. Like as a spectator, like when I'm there, I don't want to like show up on match day and it's phase optic and scump and simp are both sitting like, well, I don't want to watch that. Uh, who are we have? We're having general come in and use a sub or something. But I really hope people are are able to get healthy. Uh, and like you said, I'm sure they're going to have pretty strict policies at the major. I know I'm pretty sure they have like a mask policy at the major. So trying to keep everybody away from the players. I also don't think like any of the players are allowed to go into the crowd or talk to fans like they normally would in an event just to try to keep uh, the spread of COVID or any sickness really from getting to the players. So they're unable to to play in the matches. Cause obviously that situation were to come up where they test positive for COVID. I'm pretty sure uh, they have to have all their extra subs like in Minnesota, just in case like general has to sprint over to the stage. But I mean, every team's sub should be there because of the challengers event, which is also going to make it interesting because it's going to be even more packed. Uh, the huge challengers event going on on the side, but you ready to move on to phase subliners? All right, so we had a little, I think, internet drop on Kyle's end, so we're going to jump right back in uh, at the NFL and phase match. So if you hear a weird cut in the audio, that's why we're having some internet issues over here. But we got subliners phase in the second round, Kyle. Where are you thinking? This is a match I did not expect to be predicting a couple weeks ago. I didn't think we'd be seeing subliners and phase play in the first round. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, actually, for subliners that they, they happen to be going up against, you know, the machine of phase, um, you know, playing well enough to get into winners uh and getting a decent seed four seed like that's not bad yeah but i mean you know you would almost wish them to be playing against like gorillas or somebody and you know have somewhat of a chance um but you know you kind of gotta think that you know it is phase um and you know even though they've been on a, a decent run of form that uh yeah it might not be good enough to uh to upend phase in round one so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning phase here. Uh, I yeah. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm definitely leaning phase as well. Although I'm a little sad about it because once I like once subliners won and were able to get into winners bracket, I was like really wanting to like pick them to go on a run or see them go on a run or something. And then I see their bracket. Like if they are somehow in winners finals, it will be one of the most miraculous runs because they have to beat phase and then likely optic. 
Uh, and in that match against Optic, if they were in that, uh, Optic is playing for the longest match win streak in CDL history. Uh, so like they'd be going up against face who are like the dominant team that we all know. And then they'd be going up against the hottest team literally in CDL history in optic. Uh, if they were to play them in winners round two. So it seems like this is just like the story of the subliners year. Something is finally going right for them. And then they get just hit with the toughest draw of a bracket. Uh, and then if they happen to lose here, they go down to play thieves who look absolutely horrendous right now. But you know, thieves do have the talent. Like I would say, I'd probably rather play like, a Paris than them right now. Like thieves are not the worst team in losers talent wise. So uh, kind of a tough draw for subliners, but I'd agree. I, I actually don't think this is going to be a three Oh though. I actually think subliners are going to be able to make this pretty competitive. I think this is going to be a, a map four or map five. I'd probably lean three one, but I wouldn't be shocked to see this one go to a map five. Especially because yeah. phases, you know, they're a little bit cold. Maybe simp didn't play this week, uh, this past weekend, they're going to get some more practice in, but maybe, you know, practice might be a little shaky if simp is feeling like super crappy so you never know yeah exactly so um you know really tough to see uh tough to predict i should say um i would probably lean like a three three one ish to phase um Mm -hmm. you know it just you know maybe new york does come out and really surprise um as far as you know being able to go toe-to-toe with phase but uh I would be leaning towards phase in a three one myself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I also do think that they have somewhat of an advantage this tournament. It's unfortunate they have to play phase who it won't really matter against because phase their map pool is so wide and they're pretty much good at any map you throw them on besides maybe a few. So it's like kind of unfortunate for subliners in that sense. But I feel like that's one advantage they do have coming into this major is they still have so little experience with this roster that it's kind of tough to veto against them. Like, Teams are more set on just vetoing their worst maps just by default against subliners because they don't really know what subliners' best maps are. So it's hard to like, you know, play the strategy game that Aches always likes to talk about, where you veto out maybe the other team's best maps to play on more neutral maps if you're the worst team and just like take your shot at it. Uh, where with subliners, like they seem to be a pretty good bokeh team as we've seen. They seem to be okay on Berlin with this new roster in terms of hardpoint, uh, but we have like really not much data on them in control uh, or search and destroy because like they haven't been to a map five with this new roster. So they've only played like what two or three matches of search or two or three maps of search. So, like we haven't even seen them on some of the maps, some of the hardpoint maps we haven't even seen them on. Like it's tough to predict where they're going to be. I- I'm still leaning face here, but this is definitely a more interesting match than you would have thought it would be. Like you'd have thought this may have been a one versus eight matchup uh, because of how bad subliners had looked, but they crawled all the way up to the fourth seed. Uh, and something big there is the fact that they are the fourth seed. They do get to pick the control map. And FaZe has really, really, really struggled on Gavutu control. So maybe sub. get a little bit of an edge there but i'm definitely one fashion yeah it'd be really shocking want to say that i don't know uh but i i would say probably a 3-1 at best for the mutineers to uh be able to take maybe one map but uh i would say ravens yeah i mean it's super hard to not say any series with florida in it is going to be anything but a three or four game series like i said because like even if you go back to like all their major one qualifiers and everything like just looking here it looks like I, they've only had one match in the qualifiers versus thieves where they lost a map five and then major one 
their match against Boston. They lost to Matt five. Otherwise, all their other like 10, 11 matches were all three or four game series. Like they don't go to Matt fives. Uh, I don't really know. Like map wise, we could probably expect Bocage to be gone too because like London doesn't play that map. It's by far their least played hardpoint map. And we know how much Florida tends to favor that map. So it's going to be tough for Florida because they're going to be playing some hardpoint map that they almost never play. And then I definitely uh, think the search and destroy is a complete toss up because both these teams are really not great search and destroy teams. They both have a losing record. So I feel like this is a series that might come down to that second S and D because both teams are kind of shaky. So whoever wins that is going to have a series momentum build, but I'm definitely leaning London in a three Oh three one fashion. I don't think this series will go the distance. Uh, London gets a good draw here. I feel like they have a decent track to at least make it to the winner's final since they can avoid both phase and optic. But on the bottom side of this bracket, we've got breach gorillas breach. We're fighting for the one seed going into Sunday. Didn't think we'd see that. They're the two seed for this major playing against the seven seed gorillas. Just like last major, I feel like the Gorillas uh, are in the hardest match to predict in the first round of winners. I feel like that London versus Gorillas was like the one that everybody had a toss-up on before we really knew if London were the real deal going into the last major. Obviously, we discovered they were, and they were able to win it, but I feel like that was the series that everybody was picking an upset in. I also feel like this one is tight, and I, I just always find myself picking against Boston, which clearly isn't a smart thing to do because they were 4-1 and one, uh, in this split of qualifying matches, but... I almost kind of want to find myself picking against them again. It, this is this is, in my opinion, the tightest match of the first round. Do you agree or disagree with that? I uh, tightest match of the winners round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I really like Boston here. I'll be honest. Um, I think Zinni's riding a high. Um, <laughs> you know, he's in a he. You know, he he's found himself a lady friend. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, he's been putting up numbers. He put up numbers this weekend. He's been he, this this entire like major. This, you can make an stage, argument he's, he's been, been the best they are. He's been yeah. frying kind of. Um, and you know, Nero and Tej and Cap are you know playing the you know the accompanying instruments to almost perfection. They went mm-hmm. four and one. I mean, they're they're looking really good. I I, I think I've got to pick them here. Um, I'll take it going to a game five though. I think breach historically play a lot of long series um just kind of you know if memory serves correctly they do go to a lot of fours and fives um so and i I think gorillas will put up a fight gorillas you know pride themselves probably on being a better land team uh than anything um or you know at least they think of themselves as being a better land team so i i would lean but I, I just got to give it to... I, I just like Breach more right now. They're definitely um, the more reliable pick here. They've been the more steady team. Yeah, so I... I mean, I'll go I'll go ahead and say Breach in a 3-2. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's definitely the better pick because they've been so steady. I was looking after you said they don't seem like they get uh, 3-0'd or 3 teams often. You're definitely right. Uh, in terms of all the major one qualifiers, no 3-0's. They lost 3 to phase at the major... Uh, but then didn't have another 3-0 the entire tournament. And then they 3-0'd Minnesota and Florida on the good side of the 3-0 in the qualifiers here. So yeah, really, they haven't had like any 3-0s. Three out of their like 12, 13 matches this year have been a 3-0 either way. So yeah, they they, they don't have uh, 3-0s happen very often. One thing I think is interesting in this match, which would make me feel more confident in LAG is if they were a better control team. Because Boston, I mean, kind of just flat out sucks at control. They're one of the worst control teams. Uh, the record here says four and ten. I believe they're now five and ten after their, their win today. And this was the first match that they had played with the tick update, um, and control actually like going to defense round five based on ticks. And like you know, you can actually like play for a point. Like if you're down five lives, you can actually still play and not just turtle up in your base. Uh, and they looked a lot better. They three won Toronto on Tuscan control today. So they're five and ten in control. Gorillas are sitting at uh, five and nine now after today, I believe. So they both kind of suck in control. Uh, I would say if one of the teams had a clear advantage in that, I would feel more confident in whatever team that was just because like we know how much of a swing mode that can be. And I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like this series feels like it's bound to wind up like one, one heading to Matt three and making control of swing mode. Because I just think it's going to be a close series uh, and there's no clear advantage team in that control. Uh, I want to say I would maybe lean hard point towards the side of lag but boston has been so hot in hard point this uh this stage and they're overall 16 and 9 in hard point which feels weird because it seems like they started so much slower in hard point to start the year so like 
you know, just looking through the stats, Boston are the clear favorite. I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also going to go Matt five. Uh, I kind of wanted to pick LAG, but like it just seems like Boston has the clear advantage in Hardpoint, the clear advantage in Search and Destroy, and it's kind of a toss-up in control. So when you phrase it like that, it's like, you know, Boston should be the team to beat. And, you know, they could easily have been 5-0 and in qualifiers and could have been the one seed. So I'm going to I'm gonna ride with Boston like I never do, so this will probably come back to bite me. But I'm going to agree with you and say Boston 3-2. Also, unfortunate for Gorillas, we didn't get to actually see what they could do against the likes of Optic. Uh, because Gunless was out this weekend and didn't play, so they just had to have Spart fill in last minute. But uh, I don't know. I- I'm agree with you with you and going with Breach, so we can jump into losers if you want to. Yeah, let's go. All right. So actually, we don't even have to like pretend like we have the same team in there. We actually picked all the same teams to win in that top part of the bracket. Uh, but we have Surge losing to Optic, so that would drop them down to play Minnesota in their home major, starting in losers. Uh. And they play the loser of Optic Surge, like I said. So we have them playing against Surge. Who you got? You picking your boys in Minnesota to advance, or are they going to get first rounded in their own major? My confidence in Minnesota is diminishing every week. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've kind of chronicled their struggles this year, uh, and now it looks like you know they're kind of struggling in Surge now, or you know they're kind of dropping searches. Um, I don't know. I I think they're going to get first rounded. Uh, I'm not happy about saying that. I think that uh, you know, um, Surge just have the. I mean, they have they have the clear advantage in respawn in my eyes. I think that uh, you know the duo of uh, of Siv and Pred is is just you know like the the young phenoms uh, is going to be a little bit overwhelming for Minnesota. Uh, unfortunately so yeah uh it it pains me to say it because it's their a it's their own home major uh and b because they are one of my favorite teams in the league um but i just i i think that there's you know they're really struggling in this title uh i i feel like yeah. you know m- maybe if we had you know cold war year two or something they would be you know right up there but unfortunately, the game title changed, and their their ability to win matches at a consistent clip did not carry over. So, unfortunate for them, they're gonna probably. I I think they're gonna bow out here. But I obviously I'd like to see them win. But uh, in terms of you know our predictions, I'm gonna say that Seattle take this. Yeah, it's gonna be super unfortunate if they do lose. Thankfully, they at least make it to Friday because I'm pretty sure those losers matches. Uh, do happen on Friday. I think it's just Thursday is all the winners uh, round one. So at least they'll make it to Friday and there'll be probably more fans in the stadium on Friday than Thursday, I'd assume. Uh, so I guess that's a positive, but I really want to see them win because I think if they win, they automatically move on to Saturday. I don't think they have two matches that first day. And I'd like to them to make it to the weekend on their own major because there will be a lot of Minnesota fans. Like we see all these watch parties that they have in Minneapolis and wherever in Minnesota and like there are a lot of people that show up in rocker gear and are getting hyped for the matches, which I always love to see those videos. So I'm actually thinking that it's going to be a pretty good turnout for the rocker and their fans at the event. So it'd be kind of a shame to see them get uh, beat in the first round and eliminated without winning a match. I kind of think that this is just an absolute crapshoot of a match. Uh, You kind of hinted at that as well, but like I don't have confidence at all in Seattle or Minnesota. And like usually what I lean on is like, yeah, I think Seattle's probably the hard point team here because Minnesota has been so bad. But, you know, Minnesota's got that search and destroy in their back pocket. But like you mentioned, even recently, like they've been tough to have confidence in search and destroy. Like even that's looked shaky. Uh, So normally what you'd lean on for them, this would be like a game five written all over it because you've got Seattle, who's definitely got the respawn advantage. Minnesota's definitely got uh, the search advantage. But I don't even know if that's true anymore. Uh like when we go to the side of Minnesota, they're 10 and 8 in search and destroy. And we figure that they would be a team that would be up there uh, amongst probably the best records in search and destroy. So I don't know where to go with this one. I'm going to say that Minnesota is going to ride the high of being at home, have a loud crowd on their side, and at least get one match into the belt just because I kind of want to deny and refuse to believe that they're actually going to just drop out uh, right away at their own major. I'm going to pick them in a map five, uh, maybe a reverse sweep because that's what they always do. Uh, <laughs> But I'm going to pick them in a map five because I honestly think this is an absolute crapshoot. And I think whatever team uh, wins this match is going to lose in the next round anyways to NYSL. 
uh, in that round two of the losers bracket. So I'm picking Minnesota because I didn't want to refuse to believe that they're going to lose, but it's it's a crapshoot. Uh, I'll say three two though, in a reverse sweep because why not? Oh, all right. Now that we're through that roller coaster of emotions, we got who NYSL versus Thieves next. This, I mean, this sounds like a, a losers bracket match if it's old NYSL versus new Thieves. I mean, new Thieves are kind of like the new or the old NYSL when they're zero and five in that uh, that first stage, but. Where are you yeah, leaning who, here? NYSL Thieves. I mean, I feel like you got a rant in you about Thieves because they're kind of your other team with your boy Octane and Draza on that team. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that, that you know, after Thieves, uh, they made it to Sunday, right? Um, uh, the last major, didn't they? They lost to Phase, um, but I think that was Saturday night. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the match that went till like 1 a.m. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks yeah. for jogging my memory there. Yeah, but I mean, they they I mean man, what a what a fall from grace or you know, from appearing. We picked to, him to win the last major. Yeah, we did, and <laughs> so did a lot of other, you know, well acclaimed people in the scene. Um Yeah. I'm looking at you, uh reverse sweep pod. Uh, yeah, like three but, of the four of them. Yeah. Uh but geez, man, uh you know, subliners are looking uh on the hot side and thieves oh and five, they look like they're like you know, they literally don't know how to play search and destroy. Like they're, they, I mean, honestly, they look worse than some like, you know, amateur, you know, like, like league play players that I, you know, have seen, um, or sorry, ranked play, uh, players that I've seen. I'm still stuck in cold war. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was watching, uh, some of the thieves match this, uh, matches from this past weekend, man, they just like, they they just look like they 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 don't know how to play right now or like they they lost something fundamental and they're just like you know kind of down on themselves and uh you know envoy is the only one that's looking like he has like any clue of what to do on the map um but yeah so i obviously my my uh my rant i won't go too much longer but uh man you just got you you probably have to go subliners here right like i would say probably thieves maybe take one map at best right now with how subliners is looking. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I, I don't, um, unless thieves show up and just have like a complete like resurgence in their confidence or something. And they, they like finally wake up and realize that they, you know, aren't, you know, they're four nasty players in their own right, but they're just kind of like, you know, they kind of forgot how to play for a couple yeah. weeks. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a world where, thieves turn up and do something uh and maybe stave off a roster move that we know jcap probably is salivating over (laughs) (laughs) given his cold war track record but uh i mean my confidence in subliners here is is probably at like an 80 20 um yeah the subliners so i would say my best prediction would be a 3-1 to subliners here I would say I think it's wild that like you can make an argument subliners are like probably I mean you can't really make the argument that they're the hottest team because Optic is literally on uh two map or two match wins away from having the longest streak of wins in CDL history. So like they're not the hottest team, but like you can make an argument that subliners are like one of uh if not like the second hottest team in the league right now since they made that roster change. Like they've been rolling three matches in a row. So you would think, wow, one of the hottest teams in the league playing against an 0-5 team, like, you're, you'd think that your confidence would be, like, 99%. Like, 80-20 almost seems low, but that, like, speaks to how talented this Thieves roster is on paper. Like, we know Envoy is a disgusting player. Uh, we know Kenny is disgusting. Draza has a ton of talent. Octane, at times, has been the best AR in the league. Like, this team has all the talent in the world. It's just, like, not getting put together on paper. Uh, I wonder what it would actually take in this major for them to actually, like, save the roster. I would think they'd have to make a run to Sunday. Uh, like a crazy loser's bracket run to Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen, but like it's pretty hard to just like if they win two matches here and bow out in like top six, it's pretty hard to say like top six saves the roster when they go 0 and 5 in qualifiers. Like if they were like two and three in qualifiers and that happened, like yeah, maybe you can hold it off, maybe roll swap. But like the only way they don't make a roster change is if they decide to try the Draza Kenny roll swap, which I think should have already been a thing since day one of the game. Kenny should have always been running a sub. Along with Envoy and Draza should have always been the flex because 
I will refuse to ever say that Kenny's natural position is a flex. It always has been a sub since he broke onto the scene and was far and away the best sub in World War II. So this team is a mess. They are going to lose this match. I'm picking NYSL to win this. Uh, I'd probably agree in like a 3-1, but at the same time, if subliners win the opening hard point, uh, it's probably going to be a 3-0 because, like you said, Thieves are so lost in Search and Destroy. Granted, subliners aren't really looking the best in Search and Destroy. Uh, it's hard to pick Thieves to beat anybody in that game mode and then Control kind of be a toss-up, but you can't even really look at map data for subliners because of just like, you have to look at really their last three matches. Like, their records and everything are just so terrible. But like when you look at the Thieves map data, they're 22 and 10 in hardpoint, Kyle. Like that's an insane record. Like they're two to one win loss ratio in their hardpoints. Like you'd think that they'd be like dominating and winning series through that. But that just speaks volumes to how bad their search and destroy. And honestly, control have been there seven and 10 in control as well. But like normally this would have been the perfect matchup if subliners had that same roster because they're so bad at hardpoint. Thieves are like the hardpoint juggernaut. Uh, and then, you know, they're kind of both bad in search and destroy and then controls the toss up mode. But I mean, man, I guess that's the only way I could see Thieves making this run is if Subliner's hardpoint collapses and uh, reverts back to where they are and Thieves come out strong. But I, I don't see that happening. So I got Subliners uh, probably in a 3 1 fashion just because I respect the players on Thieves too much to even say they're going to get 3 0 but they very easily could. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it's tough though. What do you think about. Uh, subliners change though with neptune i mean this is probably the last we're going to talk about them for the episode since we're going to jump to the finals and i'm assuming neither of us are going to have them in the finals but you never know uh what do you think about their roster like is neptune here to stay Uh, i guess if they get double first rounded or something in this major maybe he goes but neptune was frying i mean again today versus toronto he dropped a 1.14 that's two good series uh these past two i think he's really had three good series since pollux has been subbed and you think he's he's here to stay he'll stick it out through this major and into stage stage three dude that uh that opening age that he had when he was like 17 and two or some crap like that and today he got a three piece for the win on gavuti yeah. hardpoint yeah dude i mean he was looking good uh maybe the time off gave him time to kind of get his mind right or like deflate his ego a little bit or something um i don't know uh but it seems like the team is gelling a lot better crim six seems to be a lot happier now um you know in typical fashion there was kind of a a, kind of some like subtle twitter beef between clay and crim again yeah they're going at each other um but you know crim's like man my team is crying again or he's saying like he i mean it looks like he's happy now uh neptune is putting up really good numbers i think he was like player of the match or something uh in one of their series this weekend um but yeah i mean Unless they look horrendous and get like three oh three to three or something, uh, I would say that he's probably they're probably gonna ride out with Neptune again. Um, yeah, it's hard to switch off of a guy when you've seen your first success all year with him. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as I was, I I think I was saying last week too. Like at some point, you just have to kind of like batten down the hatches and say like, okay, we're gonna just like we're gonna ride with this team for a little bit. Um, because, you know, you would think that if they were going to make more changes, they probably would have just bit the bullet and done it, that, uh, you know, when they brought in Paul. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I would say my confidence in Neptune staying is, like, pretty solid. I, I would say it would, it would take a lot for me to say that he should he should leave after this major. Yeah, I think it'll take, like, a double three zero team chemistry blow up at the major in order for him to actually not be at least trialed out for a couple matches in major three. Like obviously if they win against phase and make a nice run, finish like top four, nothing's happening. But like if they bow out in the second round of the elimination bracket, like they finish like a, a top eight, I would say then you get to the situation where like maybe they consider it. Cause you know, they were already trying to get his replacement before, but then they were like kind of forced to play with him and they're like, wait a minute, this is working. Uh, before we move on to the next match, though, the one thing I want to say about subliners, I mean, everybody's going to give the credit to Paul X because, like, obviously he comes in, they get better. That's like, that's not just like a coincidence. That's because he's a very good player. But I think, I mean, not only is it the fact that he just comes in and he just fits the team better, I think it really is the pacing. That's a lot of people have been talking about. And I fully agree. Like, Paul is like the perfect flex to, that's why he was so good with London when he subbed in and was able to beat some solid teams and go 2 0 that week. It's because, he just like almost molds himself to whatever a team needs. Like 
the first match we saw him play with uh, subliners, he just like basically super soaked hill time, got like three minutes on the hill on the hard point, just like filled in the gaps where needed. And he's got guys like Hydra and Neptune that sometimes like to just hit the go button and don't stop running. And he can pull out a sub on Vocage and just go, go, go with them and like match their pace. And then if it's on a map like Kavutu where he's got to pull out the AR, slow down with Krim and then uh, have Hydra or Neptune pull out the second AR or third AR, excuse me, and slow it down. Like Paul can perfectly slow it down and do it that way. Like he is like the perfect gap filler, which is what you usually want for your flex player. He can speed it up, slow down. And just like, he's so perfect at matching the pace. So he makes a transition seem just like seamless, I guess. And I really just like the way he fits in this team. And I'm looking forward to how they can grow. Uh, they're like really the team I'm most excited to watch on land because of how much growing I think they could do. It's just so unfortunate the draw that they got with phase in that first round, but that's enough subliners talk. We obviously just, this is the first time we've been able to talk about them all year because they actually are doing something, but shout out to Paul because he seems to be a player that I think has a long future in the CDL because of how adaptable he is to whatever team he's on. I think you could throw him on almost any team and he could find a way to fit in and not make them lose too much of a step. Obviously, you don't want to throw him in for guys like a Selium or an Illy who are just fine in their team. But like, if he was to sub in in a pinch, I feel like he's one of the most adaptable players. So shout out Paul X, but we can move on to the, the bottom half if you want. Mm-hmm. All right. We got two matches left. Florida versus Paris. Uh, wow. Kind of a weird matchup here. Paris, they're looking a little bit better. They won the last match we saw. They've been really competitive in the qualifiers. They got reverse swept twice. Uh, I believe they got 3-0'd once in there as well. But like overall, they've looked a lot more competitive. Things kind of seem to be coming around. Then all of a sudden, like Jimbo's coming around. Then he has a terrible double neg map. Uh, then he comes around again. They win a series. Like He's extremely, extremely streaky. But they've looked better and more competitive in this stage overall with a lot of map fives. And then you've got the team in Florida who is the biggest question mark in the CDL. Feels like since Modern Warfare, besides their little run there where they won a few events, uh, a few home series in a row, they seem to be the hardest team ever to predict because sometimes they will 3-0 phase and then other times they'll get 3-0'd by teams like Paris. So what are you thinking here? You think Paris can pull out some magic like they did in a major one and win their first match in losers? This one's hard for me to predict. Uh, is it really like... Um two teams that are kind of like you know iffy uh in my eyes to say like oh okay like i think this team will show up and uh and do it but um i don't know uh i'm almost leaning legion and like a scrappy three two or something um yeah i mean i i i do want to give florida respect um you know they they do uh they do have potential to to win this, uh, maybe in a three zero. Who knows? Because they, they they tend to not like to play a lot of maps. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll hear your position on this and then make a decision. I don't know. It, it's kind of hard for me right now. I mean, yeah, because. It feels like they're definitely going to play Vocage because Paris likes to play that map, and we obviously know Florida does, and I, I feel like I give Florida the advantage on that one. Uh, and then higher seed here would be Florida, so they're going to get to pick the control, and I would assume that they're going to pick Tuscan, which favors them, obviously, because they are so good at Tuscan and they struggle uh, on Gavutu, but I know Paris likes to play tuscan control as well i mean they are one and six on tuscan control but like they always seem to prefer it and like extend the map and i th- i think despite the fact that they have a better record on kabutu it feels like they like to play tuscan more they play it so much more i mean they've played it uh i guess they've played it seven times and they played kabutu six but i don't know it just seems like whenever i watch paris match they're always on tuscan and i think they've like said that they prefer it uh especially since they've gotten jimbo they've like been on that map a ton uh so i feel like this series is gonna lean towards maps that florida favors like i'm pretty sure they're going to play tuscan control pretty sure they're going to play bokeh hardpoint which are two maps florida really likes uh they're probably also going to play berlin search and destroy because that's the map that paris has played the most and that's the map that uh florida can actually win they're five and one florida hasn't won a desert siege or bokeh hardpoint or search and destroy excuse me this entire year they've only won tuscan and berlin search uh and I think they're probably going to end up playing both because Paris always plays Tuscan Search. So like this feels like all the maps are going to lean towards Florida, which is why I'm going to go with Florida. 
uh, I'd say in a three to one. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I might go a map five for this one, even though Florida never seems to get in one because Paris is the map five team. They forced a ton of them uh, in this last stage. I feel like this is going to go five maps, but I just lean Florida just because looking at their map history and the maps they've played feels like they're going to square up on like all of Florida's best maps. I think we're going to see probably Bocage in Berlin uh, or Bocage in Tuscan for hard points. I feel like we're going to see Berlin and Tuscan for searches. Uh, and then probably Tuscan Control, which are all maps that uh, Florida really, really likes. So I go Florida 3-2, but uh, man, this is a tough one. All right. After getting my uh, education from you, thank you, kind <laughs> professor, of uh, the maps and stuff. I'm I'm going to lean Florida just based on that information. Um, I think I'll... I, I might go bold and say 3-0. Yeah, this the thing is a three two and a three zero sound just as good to me. Like yeah. that's how I'll unpredictable go. this series is. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say three zero. I guess. I mean, I'm gonna be at the venue cheering for Paris. I promise you that. Oh uh, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be wearing your Downey Temp jersey. Yeah, I mean, unless they're playing London, that'll make me kind of sad if London loses to Florida in winners and we see them playing because then I'm kind of gonna have to cheer for London because I do think they'll make the tournament more exciting as we go along. But I mean. I just really want to see Paris win because I think the venue will be electric because uh, that'll probably be like a late night losers match uh, and the venue might be clearing out. But like me and my I mean, my buddy that I'm going with is like a huge temp fan, uh, although he like his least favorite player in the CDL is John. So that's kind of a, a challenging thing for him. Uh, but he's a huge temp fan, so he's probably going to be going crazy for Paris. Uh, I think the venue is probably going to be electric for Paris because they just always are. They always want to see the the so-called like last place team take somebody out. So I, I kind of think it'll be electric. I'm going to be there cheering for Paris, but I don't think they're going to win it. Uh, last match, though, of the first round, we got LAG dropping down to play Ultra. Uh, another wild match because this is going to be a team that gets first rounded here that we have high hopes for. I mean, I think both of us, uh, Ultra are really struggling right now, especially in Hardpoint. That's been well well-documented since Major 1, and they went 0-8 there in Hardpoint. But they're really struggling in that mode. They've only been able to win two, through 2-3-5 two, recently. And then we've got LAG, who, you know, looked pretty good overall on the stage. They were 3-1 and one with their actual roster. Uh, and then, obviously, Gunless can't play in that final match against Optic. They lose. Probably we're going to lose to Optic anyways, but they were 3-1 and one with their actual roster. They looked to be constantly improving. They're a team that you know, both of us have said we always feel that they're like a dark horse to potentially make a deep run and make a top three finish at an event. I think we both would say that Ultra, you know, with this roster, we know they're capable of making that run to Sunday. Uh, they did it at the last major, but man, one of these teams that gets eliminated is going to have to evaluate their roster because if it's LAG and they get eliminated top 12, that's two majors where they finish without winning a match. Like something has to be potentially looked at in terms of a change. And for Ultra, you know, it sounds weird to say they potentially would have to look at a change, but that would be a, a top 12 finish. You didn't win a single hard point at the last major. Uh, you start in losers here. You're the 11th or 12th seed at this major. You've been really struggling. Your hard point hasn't improved. The team doesn't really look to be improving. They actually kind of look to be regressing. Uh, kind of wild to think that that could happen, but loser of this match can be thinking about roster changes. Who you got? And this is like, it almost feels like disrespect if you pick against one of these teams. Um, yeah, because they're both better than top 12, yeah, it feels like. exactly. Um, I just, I think Ultra are really, you know, like you said, they are struggling a lot. Um, and I mean, like, I guess half their team has had COVID this in the like, last uh -huh. two weeks, and they've they felt bad. So, like, there are some kind of, like, outside circumstances affecting them, but still, like, it's been since right. Major 1 that they've looked this bad. Yeah. Hard so, point, at least. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards uh lag maybe just okay. the fact that i don't want to break up yet um but you know the time is kind of running out for them uh and at the at the same time i i think that toronto would be able to weather a top 12 finish more than lag could um yeah so but you know and Ultra, are, you know, they are, you know, having their woes in, in Hardpoint. Uh, so I'm I'm going to... It kind of dirty to do it, but I, I feel like I'm going to have Ultra bow out here uh, in a 3-1. Yeah. In a 3-1. I mean, I don't... 
I was gonna say LAG three one as well. Because once again, feels like if we get to land and it gets to a map five, regardless of what they're looking like, it's just gonna always be hard for me to pick against this specific ultra roster uh in a map five, because like especially like last tournament, uh in major one, how many map fives did they win? It had to be at least two, three uh of their series came down to a map five because uh well actually we know it did. Every series they won yeah. had to be a map five because they didn't yeah. win a hard point. What am I thinking? Exactly. Yeah. Uh and they played what? Four, they played eight hard points, so that means they played four matches. So yeah, they won three map fives at major one. Uh like we know it's hard to pick against them, even in a major where they literally couldn't win a hard point at all. They were still winning map five every time uh until they uh met up and eventually lost one. So like kind of hard to pick against them in a map five, which is why I'll lean three one. But I'd agree. Uh, I feel like if they were to finish top twelve, Ultra might be able to weather the storm, might be able to iron some things out and keep uh, the team together potentially not make a roster change for a little bit, but I feel like if LAG were to finish top 12, the roster would probably have to make a change because uh, back-to-back top 12 finishes when you get to land if you crumble, uh, and this seems like a team that isn't as tight-knit, I guess. I do actually feel like overall like they're pretty tight-knit because like, typically I think teams with Slasher and Gumless would have blown up by now if they would have had the struggles this team has had uh, and the way that Hook's teams kind of blew up last year and stuff. Uh even Asim's team had some chemistry issues uh, on New York's so, like all these guys are coming from situations where they uh, were dropped because of like, you know, team chemistry maybe blowing up. So you would think that like by this point they would have broken up if not, but we know how tight that ultra team is like in terms of teamwork and camaraderie. Like they might arguably be like the tightest team in the CDL. They're one of the few teams that stuck from last year. So like, I don't know, I guess I would think that whoever loses will be considering uh, roster changes. I think it's more likely LAG makes a change, but I'm going to be sad at the event uh, if this is actually the match and we do have um, Ultra and LAG playing because they're two teams that I want to see play multiple matches because I'm entertained by both of them, but I'll agree and go LAG uh, 3-1. So I think, Kyle, you and I are pretty darn in sync here uh, on our picks for this round one. I think the only one we differed on is I picked your rocker and you didn't uh, in that losers, losers round one match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was our only, like I said, our only difference, so... Pretty in sync, at least in round one here. Yeah. I mean, I think what we want to do from here is just jump in, say maybe who we have our top three teams, uh, like who we think is going to be those final three playing in elimination finals, and then on the winner side of things, and then pick our winner. Because like I said, bracket's not out. We're on a time crunch this week. Uh, Not going to have time to record tomorrow and like get everything out in time. And there's no interactive bracket on the CDL side yet. So you want me to go first and say who I think... uh, is going to end up being in the top three or you want to go ahead and, and go first. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. All right. So obviously, you know, phase and optic would probably be the everybody's hot pick for winners final, but that can't happen. This major again, they're going to play in round two uh, as long as they both win, which I- I'm picking them to do. So I'm going to have optic coming out of the winner's side again. Uh, I think they're actually going to potentially face the exact same route too. I think they might beat surge phase and Ravens to get there. Uh, I think optics gonna be coming out of the winner's side. It's just, like we've been saying for how long, it's just hard to pick against Optic right now. Like they look invincible, like like we've documented on here already. They're on route to winning two matches makes them have the longest win streak in CDL history uh, since franchising happened. So like that's wild. They're like one of the hottest teams ever in terms of the CDL era. So it's hard to pick against them. I'm picking them to come out of winners. I actually think I'm gonna go a little bit bold here though. Uh, I think there's a world where we see subliners in phase one of those teams be in the elimination final the thing is i don't think they both can be because they play in the first round uh i think they would meet up especially since i have optic knocking phase down i'm pretty sure they would meet up in the loser semis i don't think be top three so i'm gonna say kind of a, a hot take here i think subliners are gonna bow out in fourth i think they're actually gonna lose that first mac match and make a little bit of a run uh taking out like rocker and then probably breach uh, potentially. I feel like we're going to see NYSL make a little run. I think we're probably going to see London phase optic in the top three again. If I had to make a bet, repeat. Uh, I think we're going to see a phase optic rematch in the finals as well. And I think I'm leaning optic again. It's just like I said, it's so hard to pick against them. I actually kind of came into Sunday thinking, like, meaning this Sunday in the week three matches, saying. Whoever wins this optic phase series is probably who I'm going to pick to win the major. Cause I think they're going to carry the momentum. And then of course, uh, simp is sick. He can't play 
Optic wins 3-0, and I'm like, well, I can't use this to influence my decision because we literally had Prasini coming in who said he hadn't even like been playing the game much. He just was playing ranked play, uh, hadn't even been playing challengers all year. And I mean, the dude actually had the most kills on his team today and dropped like a 0.9, which was pretty impressive. But like I came in today saying whoever wins between Optic and FaZe is who I'm picking to win the major. Uh, I guess technically Optic did win, and I mean, you can't really like count it as much because Simp didn't play, like I said. But I'm leaning Optic. I feel like we're going to see a, another Grand Finals think this one's going to go a little longer, though. I don't think it's going to be a 5-2. I, I, I lean like a 5-3, 5-4 optic in the finals over phase. Ooh, nice. I like What that. are you thinking? Um, yes, I, I definitely have optic in winner's finals. Um, I I definitely, and obviously from our round one picks, uh, Ravens and Breach meet in round two. Um, I really want to ride Breach here. Um, I hope you um, do, because I kind of like it. I kind of think it's a decent Dark Horse pick. But, yeah, I mean, so I, I'll go ahead and for that sake, I'll pick uh, Phased, or sorry, um, Optic to meet Breach in Winner's Final, and then obviously okay. I can't pick against Optic here. Um, so Optic into the into the Grand Final. Uh, then I'll, I'll go down and have... Um, I'll have London make the run through the lower side of the bracket. Um, because I, I think they'll easily dispatch of Legion and like an LG or somebody that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely have a lot of comments in London. Uh, it seems like Gizmo kind of has his, uh, you know, stuff was able to sort it back home and stuff. It seems in a lot better headspace. Um, yeah. I, I have a lot of confidence in Ravens here to make a loser's run. And, uh, I do think I, I, I love the narrative of NYSL making a run uh, to Saturday here. Um, so I will, uh, I'll have NYSL finish like a T6. Um, and then I'll have, if it's possible, I'll have phase with London. Uh, I the, believe that should be possible. Phase with London in the winner's final. Or sorry, in losers final. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that would be my top three right there. Okay. Would be I optic. actually I don't oh, know wait, if it's no. possible because no, no, you have breach. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, exactly. So, uh, I would have breach probably. Uh, I would probably have them finish top four, and then, uh. Have London mm-hmm. finish top three, lose to Phase, or have London beat Phase in losers final? Have I would probably have Phase go go to the grand final again. So London three, Phase two, and Optic would win. Uh, okay, Optic would win major two. Um, I think Optic just have too many uh, questions that they would ask of Phase, and I, I don't think Phase have all the answers yet. Um, yeah, and. The difference is the controls, it feels like. Yeah, it is. I mean, Optic is a like one of the best control teams I've ever seen. 14 and um, 1. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously they get the advantage of uh, picking which one they don't want to play. <laughs> um, yeah. Out of no, the three they have to play both, actually. In the best oh, yeah, of nine, because there's, there's, there's so only, little maps. There's only two maps, right. I, I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway... Uh, what, they get to veto the one hard point map. That's it. Or yeah, which I'm assuming they'd probably be Bowcage again. Uh, or mm-hmm. Berlin, because they really are pretty bad at Berlin. But I think FaZe are yeah. pretty bad at Berlin as well, if I remember correctly. So, like, and FaZe are so good at Bowcage. And honestly, like, that's like the one map FaZe is probably the clear favorite on. Because uh, yeah. they're undefeated on it. Yeah, yeah I would say. No. Yeah, so I'll I'll say that. Uh... We have Optic win, Phase finish runner up again, and London finish top three, Breach top four. Uh, so okay. Breach would Breach would be playing on Sunday, um, and then uh, Subliners unfortunately fall short at a at a top six finish. Would be my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I, I know so... that that was a little bit more than we asked for, but uh, <laughs> kind of important to give that nuance, kind of given that Subliners are on, on, on a little bit of a hot tear right now well yeah and we have the same top three i always like 
there's sometimes when I feel confident and this is a time where I don't, I like for some reason when I'm staring at this bracket, that breach gorillas match is staring me in the face. And I just like feel like the winner of that has a pretty good chance to like make an upset to the winner's finals. Cause I'm sorry to the London fans out there. I know that means that London would lose in the second round, but like we almost never see a repeat of a major. Like if, if London and optic play in the winner's finals and then optic and phase play in the grand finals and London and phase play in the losers finals, like tournaments almost never go that way. They don't just repeat themselves like ever. Like I wouldn't be shocked if we see like a phase beat optic in round two or something and optics down there in the losers bracket. Like we don't expect. Uh, and then we've got like optic versus uh, a London down somewhere in there in like the uh, Elim finals or something like that. Like, I don't know. For some reason, that Breach Gorillas match is staring me at the face. Uh, I feel like the winner of that has a pretty good chance to make a run to uh, the winner's final. Like you mentioned, you wanted to pick Boston to get there. I want to pick whoever wins that. I do think that's the most toss-up series of that first round. So, I, I don't know. I, I would say we're agreeing, but I, I feel less confident this time uh, than maybe I should just because I do feel like uh, it's such a such a weird major with the way we've seen teams look. Like, Phase have looked shakier than normal because we didn't get to see Simp play in the last match and they lost to Surge. And like, I don't know, they just haven't seemed as strong. But I, I will agree. I lean Optic mostly because of the control, because of how dominant they've looked. Like, I would expect them to win both controls. And then if they just are spotted basically a 2 0 advantage by the controls and only have to find a way to win three other maps with how good we've seen them look in Search at times and how good in Hardpoint, I just find it hard to believe that if you're giving Optic both controls, it's pretty tough to imagine a world. Uh, where FaZe is able to go 5-2 and two, uh, against them on the other maps because of how good Optic has looked. Uh, I think maybe the last thing we'd have to do on this pod would be offer some bold predictions for the Major. Uh, I guess first, who do you have winning MVP? We both pick Optic to win. Uh, who do you have winning MVP? Last time it was Dashy. You think he repeats? You think somebody else gets it? Uh, I mean, the MVP kind of has to come from the winning team, right? So. <laughs> one yeah, of the four, I feel like you had to pick from Optic. If we're one of the four one. Optic guys. Um, so we both have them winning Major 2. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that Shotzi gets it. It's hard to pick because like, most teams, you got like the, the one or two guys who can win MVP, and it's like uh, Optic are kind of in that phase boat where all four could win MVP, but like, I feel like if a team like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like if a team like breach were to win the event or something like it's hard to imagine where we're like tj wins mvp because he's more of like a role player or even nero he pops off at times but he's more of like a gap filler feels like capsule would have to be like popping off for breach to win so like he'd be a clear mvp or like if a team like subliners were to win yes like the other three players are good but if they're able to win this event it would probably be hydra like popping off whereas on optic all four players like take their turns just like phase always at their peak uh all four players take their turns being the superstar and like Scump has been absolutely frying. He'd probably be honestly the player you'd pick to be least likely to win MVP on that team, I would say, because of like Shotzi and Dashi are normally the guys putting up the huge gaudy KD numbers. Uh, and then like Illy and Scump are more of your gap fillers for the team, but Scump's been frying, so maybe he's a dark horse to win it. But I'm going to say Illy. Uh, Illy wins MVP. I think that's the less common take. I feel like Shotzi and Dashi are definitely the favorites, but I feel like he's going to get some love like he did last round. I feel like he's going to put up big search and destroy numbers this tournament uh, and then be steady enough and respawn that like he's going to drop like a crazy search. I'm going to predict like a 1.45 search KD for Illy and then like a solid enough like around 1.0 to 1.1 respawn KD and he'll win MVP through that. I feel like it's kind of a bold take because uh, he's probably third or least likely on that team to win MVP. Mm-hmm. And he's also become one of my favorite players in the CDL because I just love the way he plays the game so maybe that's a little bias coming out of me but other thing i want to do dark horse team to make a run in winner's bracket i feel like i would normally say we have to pick one of the lower seeds but phase is one of the lower seeds so i don't think they count as a dark horse team to make a run uh i think subliners actually do because of the fact that they play phase first round even though they're the higher seed so i'd say like between surge subliners gorillas mutineers uh we're gonna count subliners as the lower series because i just don't want to count phase in that group uh who do you think is like your winner's bracket team you could see sneaking into winner's finals? Because uh, obviously between Surge, Subliners, Mutineers, uh, Gorillas, we have them all getting first rounded. Which one of those teams do you think could flip the script on what we said and, and make a run maybe to winner's finals or further? I would say 
probably tough, I feel like there's a couple. I feel like there's two in my mind. Probably gorillas. I think that's where I'd lean as well. I, I just think their path is easier. It's just mm-hmm. like with subliners, I really think they have the potential, but like that means they beat phase and optic. Well, I just uh it's hard to imagine that happening. But with gorillas, like beating Breach, Breach have looked very good, but they seem more beatable than FaZe in a first round matchup. Uh and then I feel like Ravens or Mutineers in the second round is once again easier than Optic. So I kind of lean Gorillas as well. Uh, but like both those teams are my dark horse, like Breach, Gorillas, and that bottom half of that bracket. Some team in there is my dark horse to potentially make it to the grand finals out of the winner side because I don't think anybody's picking uh, anybody but Optic and FaZe to come out of the winner side. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then on the loser side, who you got uh, between our four teams starting in losers? Rocker Thieves Legion Ultra. What team do you see in there? Uh, I don't know if you have any of them because I don't think you're too high on Rocker or Legion or Thieves. Uh, so not saying like one of these teams is going to make a run to top three, but like if you were to say one of these teams is going to maybe make a run to to top four, maybe they'll make it uh, to Sunday. Uh, I don't think any of them are personally going to make it there, but what team would you have to maybe make that top six or top four run? I would say Thieves if they figure out how to do something other than lose. Um, <laughs> but it's it's hard to have faith in Rocker just because they haven't shown it at all in this title mm-hmm. yet. Um, but Thieves, we, we've we seen them in Major 1 in the qualifiers. They played, you know, to a 4-1 record, and then, you know, they they got upended in the first round in winners. Um, and then they, you know, they kind of just... Uh, you know, piddled on to a Saturday finish, uh, top six. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this team, like you said, is so good on paper, um, that they would probably be my, that my pick right now, even though they're, they went zero and five. I know that's kind of like ludicrous to say, um, it's either that or if rocker somehow ride the home crowd wave, um, like we, I, I think we both want them to a little bit here. Um, and you know, they would probably be in all likelihood be playing the, the, uh, the loser of that Texas, or they would probably be playing that Seattle team that would probably lose in round one, uh, which isn't the most crazy thing to ask them to win, uh, to win the match against Seattle. Uh, like I, I think I was deliberating over it for a while and then mm-hmm. they would go on to play probably. Probably subliners, uh, subliners or thieves. Uh, so we'd say subliners, and that's not the most crazy match for them to to win either. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in loot uh, in the losers' quarters. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm talking myself into rocker here. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and lock in rocker. I guess just because they're 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 my team. Uh, <sighs> And, I hope until that's I correct. Say otherwise, yeah. So all and it's hard to pick it. It's hard to say that about a team that went zero and five. To be honest, um, yeah, I'll go ahead yeah. and say Rocker. I, it feels like you would want to pick a team in that bottom half. Uh, and it's hard to say Legion are going to make a run much past maybe winning a match. So like, it almost feels like Ultra because we know what this team can do and how clutch they are. Feels like almost ultra smart to say, but I really don't like them playing Boston or Gorillas. I really don't like that matchup for them. However, if they're able to get past that match, then they play like they'll probably the winner of like Florida versus Legion, which seems like a very winnable match that I'd favor them against both teams. Uh, but then they'd play the loser of most likely Optic versus Phase, and I think that they'd probably bow out there uh, and finish top six. So I, I could definitely see a path. Uh, where Ultra is able to win, they then play Legion or Florida. I could see a path where Ultra find a way to get to top six. Legion can't really see it. Like you said, Thieves, the fact that they play Subliners or Face, who are two teams that I'm pretty high on right now, makes me not want to pick them. Uh, but I kind of don't mind the Minnesota pick either. Uh, I just really think that Subliners are going to make that run uh, because I think they're going to take out Thieves and then I think they'll probably beat Rocker. And then from there, they get to play probably the loser of uh, like a Ravens breach match where if I think that that's a winnable match for them. So I can really see subliners making that run to top four, but they're not in the loser's bracket, so it doesn't count. Uh, but who else has that same run would be thieves uh, or rocker. So I kind of want to agree with you and go rocker, but it sounds absurd because the team that 
I would say I have the most confidence in of the uh, of these four. Like, if you were to be blind and like somebody has the gun to your head, which team are you the most confident in these four teams? And you can't see the matchups. I'd probably say Ultra, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that they're probably still the best team. And like, if I was to say like, hey, put this team uh, on a match against anyone on land right now to win for you for your life, I'm still taking Ultra because I feel like they're the most icy. And like, if they can force them at five, I feel like they're going to win it. Uh, but I just hate their first round matchup of all the teams. I hate it the most because I think the other teams are going to end up playing Seattle, New York, and Florida, which are teams that I think are still shaky, even though New York's looked good. But man, Boston and LAG are both scary to me. So I don't like Ultras matchup. So I kind of want to go Rocker as well because I can see a world where they take out Seattle and then if they're able to take out New York, they'd probably play like Gorillas or Breach. And I could also see them taking that out and potentially finding a way to ride the momentum. But I'll go with uh, with Rocker as well. But I don't really feel confident. I actually think this might be a situation where we see all four teams and losers actually lose in the first round. All right. Yeah. You got anything else to to go over with this major? Or are you ready to wrap it up? A little bit of a shorter episode today, potentially. Yeah, I'm just yeah, you know, like I said, I'm ready to you know get back into watching some land matches again. I think I think this is going to be a really well put on major. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, yeah, you sent me that tweet about the the rumor of the ballroom. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so maybe we get some players standing up and screaming that they're eating people alive and <laughs> nameless. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm excited for that Challengers land, though, too. Uh, I'm wondering how, because, like, I guess it's not confirmed or, like, at all, like, what kind of, like, the stage, the venue at all is going to look like, but it's at Mystic Lake, and, uh, like, there's the rumors that it's in, like, one of those giant ballrooms there, because there's, like, some concert going on in, like, the theater-type room they have. Uh, So, like, I guess it might be in, like, a giant ballroom. I wonder if there's going to be two separate rooms, like, one for Challengers, if they're all going to be packed into the same room. So... I'm honestly super excited for that. Like to go walk over, like there's rumors that like clay might show up and like saints just tweeted like the Batman gif of like the bat signal in the sky. Uh, like there's rumors that like clay and like pristine and saints, uh, and like fellow are just going to like team up, uh, and just like go screw around in challengers. So like if I get to walk over and see like Doug playing against clay and challengers, I'm going to be hyped. Uh, I might actually like, just like leave the CDL match to go watch that, but I think it'll be pretty fun to go walk around. I mean, me and a couple of my boys, uh, every COD event I've gone to has been with my college roommate. Uh, but this time he's unable to make it, unfortunately, but like my two like childhood best friends that I, uh, kind of grew up playing COD with really wanted to go and they're free. So like, that's going to be super fun. Uh, and we're going to be at the casino, you know, maybe doing some gambling some night. So that should be fun. I'm super excited for the event. Uh, super excited for the challenges portion as well. Uh, and hopefully we have good matches. Uh, I feel like we're poised to, uh, I'm a little sad rocker and losers. I'm going to be honest with you. They're not really like the team that I'd probably cheer for the most, but like, I think it's going to be more fun in the matches they're playing. Cause there's probably gonna be a lot of Minnesota fans there. I don't want them to get first rounded, but I'm just excited for the event overall. Like you said, I think we can wrap this one up though. If you're ready. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this one. A little bit shorter than normal. Like I said, we're in a time crunch. So sorry to you folks on YouTube if you're a little disappointed we didn't have the interactive uh, bracket on this one. But just a super kind of tight week with timing. Like I said, with heading to the major, we don't have nearly as many days. Normally, uh, we'd be recording on a Monday night. Bracket would be up. We'd have a little more time. But in typical CDL fashion, it's hours after the bracket's been released and the pickums aren't up. Uh, so we can't exactly have that. But this episode will probably be going up on uh, Monday night. If you're listening to it right now or watching on YouTube right now, it'll likely be up on Monday night a day early because of that time crunch. I'm headed out early Wednesday morning, driving on over to Minnesota. Excited for that. Uh, So we'll probably be recording the podcast like usual on Monday night next week with our reactions. Uh, That's going to do it for this one though. If you guys are on YouTube and you enjoyed, please be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, we'd appreciate if you drop a follow on there. Uh, If you're able drop a review, uh, drop a five star review leave us a little comment uh but that's gonna do it for this one we really appreciate you guys watching and i look forward to going to this major and then look forward to talking about it when we get back so we will see you in the next one hope you guys enjoy the major